What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin, freshly healed, freshly recovered, back on the show, and I'm here with Meals. We are here. This is uh we're at the dog days of summer. It's the end. It's pretty much the end. Like kids are back in school. Kids are back. In, oh, that's what I wanted to ask you about. I now that you mention it, shout out to you for mentioning this back to school thing. Let's we haven't talked about this in a while, but I think we do need to like I think every so often we have this conversation about sneakers. Okay. Is there anything like have you seen anything that's caught your eye? Have you seen anything that because I know personally for back to school sneakers, the answer is dunks and there will always be dunks at this point because they're the most cost effective and easy fucking shoe at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you just get panda dunks for whatever kids you want to go back to school. But I'm looking I was like looking for myself. I mean, there's a couple of shoes that I like, but I feel like I've haven't since that like 2017 through 2019 kind of years. I feel like there hasn't been a sneaker that I'm like, I want it. Or maybe we have all the sneakers already. Uh, I don't know. I haven't felt like I wanted a pair of sneakers in a long time, to be honest. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't know what a kid would want this year. Like, I feel like I saw a lot of kids, like my friends who have kids, they were sending their kids back to school with some vans, some high tops, Mm. mids or low tops. Like, they've been sending them back to school in vans. And I'm like, I feel that. Like, you know, like that's just the easy shoe you get. You could wear all the time. And then they they don't gotta wear like the new. Like what what was the back to school Jordan this year? Uh, I don't know because there's a very. It would probably be one a variation of like one of the cements that have dropped, um, cement threes that have dropped. Like one variation of them, whether in purple or blue, or I mean, red. Usually the back to school joints will drop in like August or September. I'm looking right now. So it'll probably actually it'll probably be the the Jordan 4 Air, uh, red cements that come out on the 9th. Those look like some like send your kid back to school in those. Um, do you ever felt do you, did you ever feel like I mean, when we were a kid, I think we had access to different we had access to like good shoes in the store. Because mm-hmm. um, now when's the last time you went into Foot Locker and like really like got something that you were like, I wanted this. Gotta have been a decade. If I go to, <laughs> if I go to, I mean, more than that shit. Um, if I go to Foot Locker, if I were to go to Foot Locker, if I were, and because we have e-commerce now, whereas like it wasn't that big of a deal back in like twenty, you know, two thousand whatever. I, I, if I were to go today, I would probably get some running shoes or like some something that I could just like mm-hmm. some eat around shoes or getting kid shoes because they usually do have the kid shoes just sitting. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, I've been into every time I've gone, if I've gone school shopping with my niece or I've just gone in full lock just in general, which I never go to. And at this point, it's fucking pointless for me. <laughs> you don't have what yeah. I want. You know what I'm saying? Um, but every time we go in there, we look around. There's 80 million high schoolers and refereed shirts working there. Um, and it's just a fucking it's a zoo. It's a zoo for people who are just like, I don't want to think about buying shoes. Here's your selection. Pick one. Um, but for people who are like, I guess, are more thinked about, critical about the shoes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, I don't know. Dunks is pretty much like this season, last season, back to school shoes. But just for myself, I'm like, damn, I haven't gotten... A pa- like, I just got another pair of running shoes. That was really, literally it. <laughs> 
I think like, if I were to get I a pair of shoes right now, I would probably get a pair of running shoes right now. But mm. not run no I would just get them because they look nice. Because <laughs> I don't run. You gotta you me? hit a run, get a little run. I heard Josh was running. I saw him running <laughs> in 109 degree weather, which I don't recommend at all. I was like, well, this thing is nuts. <laughs> He's wild. He's like, he got a little muscle, but he's still skinny like me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, that's dangerous. But, you know. I feel like running has definitely helped me, like, clear my thoughts. And, like, um, it's, like, ease me. And then it's also given me, like, a challenge to do. So I always, at this point, I recommend running now. I used to hate fucking running. But I recommend it just for, like, if you can catch a good runner's high, that's, like, the best feeling. Like, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a good, like... Even if you do a mile or two, like you got some stuff done. Like I used to, um, with uh, we used to do because I remember Cyrus was like, I gotta walk more. So Cyrus and I would randomly share like our walking distances and shit like that. And then I think various issues, um, came up. Um, but yeah, get out there, get active, get active as soon as you can before it's four o'clock and the sun goes down. That's what the fucking mm-hmm. I hate the most. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's everything's just just different now. I, I feel like our shoes a big deal now, like because I feel like the bubbles kind of kind of burst on it being a big deal to have everything. Right. Like I feel like pandemic era, like 2020, 2021, that was a crazy era for shoes. People don't really like you, you. You haven't taken a picture of your shoes that you wore in a long ass time. I'd be getting them though, but I I, I mean like legit, I I still be getting them, but I'm I like. I'm like, I, I, you know what I started thinking? I started being like, ah, is, it, is it like too like braggadocious to like share that type of stuff? Like I, I've, I've been a lot more mindful about what I do share, like about what, mm. I, about what I have lately. Like you, you might have noticed that I don't do that a lot, a lot lately, but it's like, that doesn't mean I stop. Like I, I definitely haven't stopped getting sneakers. I haven't, I haven't stopped stunting. It's just y'all haven't oh, seen it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't want to like, cause, cause I'm like, am I doing it for me? Or am I doing it for them? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just like, mm. When I'm doing it for me, I'm doing it for me, and that's really just all I'm doing it for. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like it's, it's just, you know, I just have a different, a different viewpoint. And I guess it's just me getting older, but I have a different viewpoint of just showing that type of stuff off now. I, I saw like you know how um, the iPhone showed you on this day type stuff. There was right. a that I was wearing like a pair of like, I think it was like my shattered backboard ones, and I was like, damn, that wasn't even that long ago that like I had take that picture and i remember that when i did it it was like when i first got them and i was so excited and I had to show it but i was like i was like damn i really don't do that anymore but you know what now just for you meals i'm gonna i'm gonna snap a, i'm gonna snap a flick and i'm gonna tag you we just, should a little shoe i don't know i haven't worn any notable i don't my thing is like here's my things of fucking shoes right like good sneakers i got sneakers but then i'm like you're different than me because you wear the sneakers and i'm like I got to find somewhere really nice to go to wear these sneakers. And in my brain, I'm like, this is why I never get to wear any of the fucking shoes I buy. <laughs> because I don't go anywhere nice. I fucking go on walks. I go to Barnes and Nobles. I go to Starbucks and, like, mad lame shit. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I don't even wear any of my shoes. So I was like, yo, what's the point of even getting these shits, man? I mean, it's still it's still a good point. It's still a good I got, point. I got I got I got I got nice ones in the closet, but I don't even wear them. If they not if they not the closest to the door, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I barely like grab them. Like there's like I remember I got the what was it those Union ones 
the fucking um not ones because I wish I got those. <laughs> I that Union ones was actually a crazy cop for me because I got those manual. I, I like I got those off the site. I remember specifically how they insulted me and said my car didn't work. And then they they, they they dropped on the Union site first and then they dropped on the sneakers app. So before the drop on the sneakers app, I got an entirely new card. <laughs> this is how nuts I was about sneakers. Um, I got an entirely new card and it still didn't take it. <laughs> Jeez. And that's the police. Yeah, there you go. It's always one. But yeah, so, um, yeah. I mean, let's let's get into the let's get into the news here. Let's get into the show. Rather, got a big sure. got a big event happening this Sunday. Mm. AW All Out. Eighty thou. Eighty thou attendance records broken. They broke the attendance record. The real attendance record, not the fake one. You know what I'm saying? The real one. Real hip-hop, you know? Um, They're they're counting, you know, they're counting for the real based on a number that has not been actually given to people. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, Greg, shout out to to, to Greg, that guy, Greg. He's like, the attendance is zero because no one's actually shown up to the show yet. (laughs) It's like... Yeah, you're right, but I, but I mean, like, what do you think about the the attendance argument? I've seen a couple of like wrestling journalists talking about it. Obviously, Meltzer's been talking about it a lot. Raj Geary's been kind of on the opposite end of that spectrum, saying, you know, like I'm not really going to count what Arlington Police is saying about the people who hop the turnstiles, and there were apparently over two thousand people that hop the turnstiles, like uh, according to the police. Again, we believe in the police. That uh, you know. <laughs> Fools, 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 Aaron here. Um, and then, you know, people also who calls the police to actually get those numbers? Like, that's that's kind of crazy. Meltzer. <laughs> well, it was actually Thurston. It was actually Thurston, Brandon oh, Thurston. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, oh, so you calling 12. Like, I love doing that. Um, I mean, he's going above and beyond whatever he's supposed to do to try to get some sort of realistic number because the numbers have always been disputed. I mean, the number has been disputed for since the eighties in terms of what actual attendance is versus what the actual amount of people have gone. And it's always been back and forth between Meltzer and kind of like whatever WWE reports they can report again, 93,000 people showed up at, you know, WrestleMania three. And then they'll say like, actually it was like 82,000 or something along those lines. And the rest was comped and all this other stuff like that. So my entire take on this is, I mean, I don't know. This is a point. This again, this is a pointless discussion. I think generally the amount of tickets you sell kind of shows you, I mean, this is kind of like As you will see, this is kind of an anomaly. Like, if you actually took a graph of AEW attendance things, it would be a giant spike here, and then it would go right the fuck back down. I mean, mean, let's talk about those numbers. Like, uh, wait, 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 but hold on, hold on. But I think generally, my general thoughts on fans knowing attendance of shows is that realistically, unless you're in the business of studying the wrestling business these are not some things that you need to worry about these are not like the quantum like unless like us we have to talk about it every week or journalists have to do this but realistically i feel like this is not 
it doesn't matter what does it matter in terms of the quality of the show whether we know if this is this that unless the company is going completely fucking out of business and 400 people show up you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying then that's alarming that's a news point but realistically i don't think shout out to you know what is it what's that um the the, the shit that russell ticks who yeah. you know essentially got a whole patreon thing they're like yo you get the ticket counts for these cities before everybody else and it's like really did we i'm sure niggas buy it but like again these are not things that we need to know but for the purposes of this show <laughs> AEW, yeah we gotta know AEW all all in at this point over eighty thousand has apparently broken records it is at least uh surpassed a number of major shows in wrestling will go down as one of the most it's a, it's it's projected to go down as one of the most attended wrestling events in you know history um but i mean that doesn't really kind of tell the climate of like where AEW is kind of at now i yeah. think it tells it tells a great story of like their demand in overseas where they've never really been before but they also had a major demand in Arthur Ashe Stadium the first time they went. And they also had a major demand in Chicago the first time they went. And they had a major demand in L.A. the first time they went. And they had a major demand in various cities the first time they went. Um, but we're over four years now, and these cities have seen it all, done it all, <laughs> and been through it all. Yeah, I mean, they've seen countless blood and guts. I mean, then they've seen blood and guts as well. But um, I mean, I, I want to get into the, some of those numbers coming out of uh, coming out of this. So for the 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 nine the 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 September second collision, they're at, and this is just at the time of when I'm reading. This is like two days ago. So thirty nine hundred for Chicago on the second. Uh, all out in Chicago again is at. Barely under 10K. It said around 8,000. Uh, I'll just round up and say nine. Uh, Dynamite in Indianapolis is at 1,800. Collision in, in Cleveland on the on uh, the 9th is at 2,800. Uh, the 13th of September, Dynamite in Cincinnati is at... Uh, Jesus. <laughs> in Cincinnati is at 1,400. That's a market they go to way too much too is Ohio. Like that everyone feels- goes to fucking Ohio too much. Sorry, Channing. Sorry, Ben Coyle. But y'all get too much fucking wrestling. How about that? What's interesting to me is Arthur Ashe. They have it. I think they have it set up at like eight thousand right now. But it's only at five thousand tickets sold right now. Which, what what do you think that is? Do you, do you think it's just people? The I, I know the tickets are high, which is a, a reason why people aren't really excited about going this time. But also like the venue, like the the distance and stuff like that is something else that I heard. So the reason why I personally don't go to Arthur Ashe Stadium is because of the area that it's in. And then also it takes me a million, it takes me a whole, at least an hour of commuting to get there. Um, I would have to have, like, I would either need to take an Uber, which would be an exorbitant cost in itself. And then, or also have someone drop me there. Um, But with Arthur Ashe, I mean, it could be a case of like, there's no announced matches or anything of the rather, but as you probably see on the other end, that isn't really stopping WWE. <laughs> but um, it could be a, a situation of there are no announced matches yet. Um, generally, people aren't really familiar that they're coming there yet. They haven't really kind of pushed forward on that yet. I think they would do that for their another Grand Slam show, I'm, I'm assume after All Out. 
Um, they would push heavily the Arthur Ashe Stadium show, but realistically, like the demand isn't there until they create the demand. The product of AEW, um, and maybe it's just overall them burning out the same areas consistently from time to time. Um, again, they were in Chicago literally six weeks ago. <laughs> they'll be yeah. in Chicago next week, Sunday, and then they'll be again in Chicago six weeks after that. And then they'll probably be in Chicago again six weeks after that. Realistically, <laughs> it creates this thing where it's like, all right, I could probably miss this show, especially if like it, the tickets cost a little bit more. It's like, okay, I can miss this show. Maybe I can watch it on TV and I'll catch the next one. That's kind of maybe the attitude that fans are having. But honestly, I don't really know any AEW fans in my life who are attending shows frequently. Uh, so I can't have anyone who would ask this question. Look into California. They're going to be in Stockton, which is like not like a crazy area there. It's kind of like a, I say a sea level town. Uh, they're only they're only doing like seventeen hundred, and this is kind of like the Bucks County here. Like it's, it's kind of like you know this they they're claiming the California region is a region that's really popular for them, and so Dynamite's going to be there. And yeah, it's it's not even at two thousand. Like I I could see. I, re- I could see a realistic uptick in Grand Slam tickets if Cole yeah. wins the title or something like that. But I can't like that's cr- from 20 to 10 is crazy. I think I think there's also when you look at it, it's like how you kind of market your talent. A lot of these are kind of like these faceless, stainless wrestlers. Like, for instance, a lot of Cody's marketing can be, you know, that he's a major player and stuff like that. So when he comes to Atlanta, it's a big deal. It's Cody's Wait, homecoming said, in Atlanta. We said it's wrong. We said it wrong. It's actually all in. It's not all out. All out is the next week. We've been saying all all out this whole time. It's this is all whatever. In. It's all it's all the same shit. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> um, but um, nah. I mean, there, there's another part of that, right? Like you have these stars that you probably want to focus around. And they never really get that kind of marketing. It'll be like, maybe they'll do Britt Baker in Pittsburgh and they'll do that. And it's like, Britt Baker is in Pittsburgh. We'll have her wrestle, blah, blah, blah. But like, Jade Cargo from Florida, we never hear anything about like Florida when they go. And it was besides the one incident in Florida that happened this week. They also, because they also go there too much. (laughs) Yeah. They go to Florida too much too. I don't know. Like, it, it is. It's 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 gonna be interesting when they get home. I I just don't think that the the bus like the bus from all in is good, but then they gotta face the reality when they get back. Like I could see some of the tickets going up if they have a stellar show. They maybe have a really big announcement or a big surprise that shows up. I just really just the way that it's constructed right now, I just don't see that. Like I know they're rumored like Goldberg is rumored. I'm like, I don't know if that kind of moves the needle in the same way that like every anything else could could move the needle, right? I think it's definitely a headline of Goldberg shows up, but realistically also like nothing is trending favorably for AEW. They're kind of like tape, not tapering. I don't want to say tapering out. They're leveled at a certain number, but they've leveled out below how they were last year. And I think, it's interesting how much momentum kind of like changed. There was a lot of momentum when Punk initially came in in that first year and then kind of when all the issues came on and they were kind of handicapped without a star, how the numbers kind of like dwindled down a little bit. And now essentially the new norm is like somewhere in the 800s for their ratings. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but like there's nothing they've got nothing going on that's really compelling that's really draw drawing and and the the cash cow of these days is content and how much you can actually provide and they're not providing any strong notable stories content they're talking about this mj versus adam cole thing You've seen this for years. I don't know why we're getting. <laughs> You've seen. You saw this in 2006, and you said, "Oh fuck, these DX guys are doing this bullshit." And then you see it in 2023, and you're like, "Oh my god, I love it. This is so original. This is so natural. I hope they keep him as a face." Like, we've seen this before. We've done this before. What does it? There's nothing really. They got Kota Ibushi on this card, and he's I'm a let's, very. Let's get to the card. Uh, Really quick. Okay, yeah. Let's get to the card. Let's get to the card. Nine matches. One of them we kind of have to talk about, even though it's right. a pre-show match. And they'll do I, and they'll do a major prediction. We'll just have a major prediction of this on the war report this week. I'm assuming, unless they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think they will. I mean, we're not we're not predicting anything. I'm just gonna run right. through the card. So, um, Absolutely. I, 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 and I see what they want to do with the pre-show here. They want to get people in the door as soon as possible so they can look full. Because the thing about it is. That's eighty thousand people. If it's if there's only twenty in there at, at five p.m., uh, it's gonna look silly. <laughs> it's gonna look really crazy. Uh, um, so they want to get people uh, as many people in there as, as possible. But we know how these stadium shows work. I've been to two manias already in the past two years. It takes a long time. Like even even this year's mania, the the people weren't fully in their seats until about forty five minutes into the show. And I'm pretty sure people on the on the pay per view could see that as well. Like it takes a while to get into these places when you have a huge mass of people. Like Mills, you think about it. This is the most amount of people that they've ever had in one place for an AEW show, and that's that that's tough. <laughs> that that's tough for any new company to deal with. So I'm interested in wondering, or I'm interested in how they're going to do this. But you have Aussie Open who have been kind of given nothing <laughs> in this in this whole this whole situation against MJF and Adam Cole. Um, I, honestly, I I hate I'm, I'm not gonna you know try and predict or or, or or do anything like that, but I I can see them winning the fucking tag titles here. To me, I don't know at this point. But what is it for the ROH World Tag Team Championships? Like, what are we doing this for? I'm so confused about like what's the end game here in the long run? Is it a tangible feud that creates either another major heel or another major face, or is it two major faces? I'm confused about the tag team championship thing being here. I mean, I get why it's on the show, but I really also think you, I don't know. I would have to assume they're creative to the point where they can take your main event of the card. That's supposed to be special and expose them to the crowd already. Yeah. <laughs> and then and, and have then them work, have them come back out <laughs> and work and like a like here's my thing with the card. They're you blow in, the pop, you blow the pop of the music, you blow the pop of the appearance, you blow the pop on all these other things. Like something major and drastic would have to happen for people to be excited. But then you're also like you're blown if you do that you're kind of blowing your load on something that you probably should have done during the television. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, 
think about the times of these matches. I mean, you've got FTR, Young Bucks, that's going about 30. Uh, Golden Elite versus the Bullet Club guys and the Don Callis guy, that's going at least 30. The Stadium Stampede match, these are always matches that go 40 minutes, not flat. And there's 12 people in this match, Mules. So, like, this is for sure going to go 40 minutes, if not more. Osprey and Jericho, they're going to go at least 20-something minutes. Punk and Samoa Joe, I don't know if their bodies can handle 25 minutes. I think they're going to go pretty long, too. MJF, Adam Cole, that's going to go very long because Adam Cole gets a main event. You know what he does in main events. He's going 45 minutes. How tired are these people going to be <laughs> by the end of the show? Yeah. To be honest with you, and, you know, Tony Khan's currently, he's asking questions about, like, who determines of what's going to be on what show. And he said pretty much the hardest decisions that he's having is to figuring out who's going to be on the, you know, this all-in or all-out card. And apparently not everyone's going to make it. Not everyone should make it. <laughs> I I would argue that not everyone should have made it on this fucking card. I feel like the, the safest thing to do for this show would have been to have six matches. I agree. It should have been six matches, and you have your bit kind of like a kind of like a WWE show. Six or seven matches. You have your matches that go eight to nine minutes. They kind of get you buffered in for the the longer matches, and you end like that. Like I, I, I have I, another I, show next week, which is another major thing. But go ahead. <laughs> what if someone gets injured? Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah, I think it's a. While everyone does want to be on this card, and I, there there are people who are definitely supposed to be Adam Cole, MJF, Samoa Joe, CM Punk, Chris Jericho, for sure, on this card. But I'm looking at this card, I'm like, Eddie Kingston, Best Friends, Lucha Bros, <laughs> Blackpool Combat Club. Swerve? Is this Ew. Swerve? Ew. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is bollocks right there, man. Like, I don't give a fuck about that shit. But, um... <sighs> I know we're not really getting into storyline talk, but I think the massive fumble that they made was not Kenny Omega versus Takeshita one on one. I was like, why is this now evolved? It 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 like it blows my mind when you start off a feud that's red hot with a character that's got a lot of heat, and then you now put him in a six man tag team match. Like also, mm-hmm. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston or Claudio and Eddie Kingston should also be a singles match. Because why are they teaming up? Why is he teaming up with the fucking best friends and Lucha Brothers? And why are there not three people? Why does the Black Cool Combat Club have to find three more people? <laughs> like, <laughs> to be in this match. Like, if they need to find three more people to be in this match, they probably shouldn't be having a stadium stampede match. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a lot of booking decisions here. And then you have FTR and the Young Bucks. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of question marks surrounding that over the past week but it looks like it's going down yeah i mean uh well one thing i want to touch on before we get to the to that incident is the mm-hmm. notice something um and we'll talk about some of these wrestling twitter accounts and their engagement efforts too but i've been noticing that a lot of wrestling twitter accounts like those engagement farm accounts that, that do the thoughts 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 about this have been cody saying, has been in the wwe for 500 days what do you think of his run thus far <laughs> that's i was like what <laughs> who cares <laughs> wardlow hasn't been seen in 100 days thoughts 
Rhea Ripley has a combined 26 minutes of wrestling time in the past three months and 26 seconds. Thoughts? <laughs> like, she's what's, crazy is, what's crazy is I see regular people doing that now. And I blame Twitter more than anything. It's Twitter more than anything. At first, people didn't do it. But it was people were doing this before Elon kind of like got in his bag with it. So this isn't something that people just did it for attention and follower counts, which was humble. But now that the Twitter bucks, uh, the X bucks, um, is in the play, it's gotten real nasty. Because now I'm seeing people who never did this before just do it. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't have – I'm not verified on Twitter. It's not appealing to me because there's nothing – if there's anything that I can truly benefit from it, then maybe I'll consider it, but I wouldn't even do it on my personal account. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you got to have your your money account. It's like a it's yeah, like a yeah. savings, and you got you got your fund. Yeah. Um, but I I don't like this this narrative that like WWE uh, broke the record, like the WrestleMania record over the over the past week. Um, sold over ninety thousand tickets to both days of um, WrestleMania forty in Philly. And they say they say that they say WrestleMania broke the record. All in broke the uh, they broke the attendance record. Everything's everyone's winning in wrestling. And I was like, didn't you just like a week ago? Like, weren't you guys just like trying to shit on one of the companies? Like, either it be whether it be AEW or WWE. Like, you guys like you, like now everyone's got to love it. Like, like what part of that is like? And, and also, not everyone is doing well. <laughs> not everyone's doing well. Let's just be clear. Like we we just went over the numbers of, of what one company's doing compared to the other company. Like not everyone's doing well. It's not a kumbaya moment that they're trying yeah. to make. I think that it's very. I, I think that you're you're lulling your followers and the people that look at that into a false sense that wrestling is in some type of like boom where the actual C or the ship of WWE is not actually like boosting AEW that much domestically. Like I don't think everyone's doing well. A lot of people still don't know AEW exists, or they don't care to it to an extent. Like my boy, who does not watch wrestling, shared a clip for me of wrestling last week, and all I saw was in the preview it just said this looks nasty, and then I opened the clip, <laughs> and it was CM Punk trying to give the <laughs> GTS to Samoa Joe. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But realistically, no. I the the engagement accounts. Everyone is kind of going too far, and I say, and I, you know, I don't want to let people say I don't want to curb people and say use your discretion when engaging with such accounts because essentially they're just farming you for interactions. Um, but if you care about that thing, I would take discretion. I mean, I'm not really. I don't like to engage as much more if I feel like it's a clear ploy. Like, it's not a real thoughtful question. Um, we on the A-Show account, we did, like, what's your essentially least favorite? I mean, we don't have a verified account, so it is what it is. But, like, what's your least favorite thing about wrestling? I think that's kind of, like, something that's a little bit thought-provoking. But essentially being, like, the stuff that we talked about, like, Roman Reigns hasn't been on TV, hasn't defended the title in 700 days. It's like, so the fuck what? He's Roman Reigns. Like, it's a, but I don't know. It's nasty out here, bro. It's super nasty. Oh, man. The tweet got fucking deleted that I wanted to bring up. There was a fucking tweet 
about uh about there was three contracts or five five contracts. I and they deleted it because I guess people were dunking on it so badly. Oh, I, f- I found it in our chat though. So there was a tweet from the strange uh, engagement account. I guess it got nuked because they were nuking his uh his his uh his replies. <laughs> So I'm gonna read I'm gonna read some of these contracts for you. And they said, which one would you choose? Oh, this is what the tweet said. Wrestling Twitter. Which one are you signing? Trying to see something. That's the other one. Trying to see something. Trying to see something. Just trying to see something. I got it pulled up. So you don't you don't even have to read it. Well, I guess read it to the people, but I got it pulled up. So five, so so it's length, salary, role, mentor, and bonus, right? WWE contract, length, five years, salary, 100 k role, developmental. Mentor, HBK, bonus, five times your wage is increased if you get called up to the main roster. Okay? All right. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's that's pretty lucrative. AW, AW contract, <clears throat> three years, 150K, role, mid-carter, mentor, QT Marshall, bonus, mm-hmm. can work for indie promotions. I was like, damn, is Keith Lee? <laughs> <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling, length, eight years. Salary 100 <laughs> 100k. They have, they have no concept of but go on. <laughs> Role main eventer mentor, uh, Shibata, the guy who they took his brain out and put it back in. He can't even think straight. <laughs> Bonus you will be the new leader of Bullet Club. I, they were really grasping for straws at that one because uh, that, that doesn't equal any of the other bonuses for the company. <laughs> Impact uh, uh, length two years, <clears throat> salary sixty. Is it sixty? This is sixty k. Yes. Role X division mentor Tommy Dreamer bonus creator freedom. I mean, yes, you'll have creator freedom because there is there. You know, you can have any type of freedom when there is no fucking no lights on <laughs> in the fucking <laughs> house. I, I see what's going on. Are they paying uh, Naomi sixty k? I would imagine they paying her. I would imagine considering her years in WWE and all this other stuff, they'd be paying her quite a bit. Paying her the light bill. Uh, ROH contract. Length, thir- three years. Salary, 60K. Role, main eventer. Mentor, Christopher Daniels. And the bonus is a guaranteed ROH championship run. This These contracts, let's just be clear, shows you just how short-sighted some of these people are. Okay. Whereas, if you don't pick the money, well, why would you not pick the money in this case? Why would you not pick the money? If you go to developmental, even if you don't, even if you don't go to developmental, five, five years, 100K, that's 500K. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's more than most people make in their lifetime. Some people don't make 100K and they're in their 50s. You know what I'm saying? Like, some people just don't make that much money. So that's, that's, I don't, literally that. yeah. I mean, five, five years is pretty good too. Um, I can't believe. I mean, the bottom three contracts I'm not even thinking about because I, in 2023, I do not care about being the leader of the Bullet Club. <laughs> Nor do I care about How creative is that a freedom problem? in it. Yeah, yeah. Nor do I care about like is this? <laughs> are they signing fucking uh, uh, Miro and said you will be the leader of the Bullet Club if you sign this contract for eight years? Um, Thanks. I get to be Carl Anderson. Right. Oh. Um, impact contract not considering I don't need creative freedom and impact no one watches um, 
ROH contract isn't that the AEW contract, but just <laughs> a freelance deal. Um, so it's between AEW and WWE contract. Five years. Mm, five years is pretty good. And developmental, you can kind of work with because you got somewhere to think. Um, until you kind of get that creative control in a way. Because I, I feel like you. I feel like you Melo's get to work like, yourself into your character, yeah. Yeah, well, Melo largely gets to be who he kind of wants to be, and you know, a lot of people get to be like a, you know, and if it doesn't work, they just keep trying. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll try again, and you're still making a hundred k, which in Florida is a lot of fucking money. I don't know if y'all know that. Like, that's a lot of fucking money to, to have in developmental. You're you're far above the the median line, I think. Uh, let's see, Orlando, Florida income. Uh, median income median income median income in orlando florida as of 2020 was thirty thousand uh dollars so mm. why the fuck are you not picking that like you're well above like you're probably actually that's a it's a red state too so you're probably not even taking they're probably not even taking a hit out of your taxes like that if you're making 100k i feel like all right five years 100k is essentially like 20k a year but they're saying 150k for three years in AEW, so AEW is paying 50k a year. Um, so unless it's like, oh, I guess it's is it 150 per year or 150 over three years? Um, that's what's unclear because you if if it's if it's 100k flat, it that's let's just let's just not think that that they're that stupid. It has to be 100k a year or 130 a year. Like there's just no way that it's. No okay. one ever. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was never. I would be like, "Yo, tuna can me." Um, I work at Publix, but <laughs> fucking, um, I don't know. It's really between the AEW WWE. I can see the benefit for the AEW thing. Like, I see most benefits for the AEW contract. You got a shitload of money to work once per week. <laughs> Barely. The mentor. You know I don't. What I'm Fuck about, but I I will say that yeah, I can't. I don't work. care about. Yeah, like I'm whatever on the mentor part. I I think working in indies is whatever because you don't really have to work in indies because you're still making one hundred and fifty, hundred thirty thousand dollars a fucking year. Uh, yeah. But I also feel, I feel like WWE is a much more structured business. I feel personally, for me, I would feel safer in WWE because it's a much more structured business. Whereas if I go to AEW and I have a problem. I'm like, yo, QT, da 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 da, and he like ghosts me, and and I I don't see him until the day of the show, and he has a million things, and he won't answer my question, and then he just tells me to shut the hell up. So I would probably go with WWE, knowing my um, knowing how my temperament is. There was a lot of cool ways to get engagement out of that tweet, and they did it just so wrong by just having the first option be the best option (laughs) out of all of them. Like, yeah, because why would no, you go to the other the three under? <laughs> like, that's just well, fucking insane. Um, and I'm sure wrestlers are actually like laughing at you. We're like, yo, what the fuck is this? Whose contract they, is that? They hitting the Scott Hall. He need a better lawyer. <laughs> He's a better agent. If you fucking taking that deal, um, let's talk about Cash Wheeler. Last mm. week we found out. That he would be, he had a he had a charge uh for what was it aggravated assault let me let me pull this up this ain't even a new charge <laughs> it's not new 
at all. It's not. It's not new at all. Well, the the well now the news right now is is that uh is is that AEW didn't know about it and Tony Khan didn't know about it till recently, which he admitted today, which is crazy to to admit. That brought up the news. Uh, so he so he was actually arrested on July twenty eighth. So uh, just under a month ago. Mm. Um, he was charged with aggravated assault with a firearm, according to to Orlando County records. Um, he pled not guilty on August third. Um, and yeah, I mean the the according to the uh according to the report from the person who was actually the victim of this, they said that they saw Cash swerving in and out of lanes, and uh, and I, and I guess he kind of cut in front of him, uh, and then he 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 wheeled out from the side of him, pointed his gun at him, and drove off. And that's and that's what the aggravated assault was, and you know, Florida is an open carry state, so like I think that's that's really funny that they're actually kind of taking this to court. I, I don't know if anything will come out of this, but I think the 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 issue is that where is the punishment happening? He's still scheduled to to be on all out or all in this weekend, and there doesn't seem to be any type of punishment happening unless the punishment is that they drop the titles and then he's going to disappear for a couple of a couple of weeks. But it's like. I think that the the main conversation is like the way AEW and Tony Khan handles these incidents as it pertains to their talents, and to me, the lack of action that they have whenever these things happen. I feel like I don't know. They're pro- you know what they're probably asking? They're probably saying, "What does WWE do in this situation?" <laughs> That's what they're probably asking. Um, first of all, Wallen, just in general. And MJF also walling <laughs> for saying like you pencil neck geeks don't know what you're talking about. I can't believe you take a you know a book by the cover and I'm like, didn't he flash a gun at somebody over road rage? And you're like saying that we're the bad people. Um, but realistically, um, I don't know. If it's up to me, I really don't expect them to do anything. I don't think they're going to do anything. I think that if I don't expect had, much from them. <laughs> yeah. I think if he had been, um, I think if he had actually had like been, you know, ha- having to do some parole or jail time or something like that, where he, where it would have been that he, that he couldn't go to the UK to do all out or all in, then I think that would have been a bigger issue. But since I feel like since they're like, Oh, he can still go. All right, bet. They're not even going to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what it's like, whatever to them. Yeah, but I feel like, I mean, this is something that you should definitely, like, report to your, you should report to your job if you, I mean, if you're a why, public-facing company, like, why wouldn't you, I mean, I don't know. Why wouldn't he? I What, what you got to hide? You pled not guilty. You said you didn't do it. <laughs> He's like, this is all just, <laughs> this Florida, this will all just blow past each other. Um Flashing nah. the gun, bro. Flashing the gun, bro. That's that, that's 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 again. And I hated the fact that Twitter thought that the, the gun shit was so funny for so long. Like I'm like, all right, the first like couple jokes in the first couple hours is cool with the gun shit. They was talking about the gun shit over and over again. I'm like, bro, don't let me don't don't like y'all be real sensitive about the gun control topic, but then be then be like thinking that this was the cool this was cool as fuck. That shit is not cool if that's what he really did. You know what I'm saying? Like that's right. just not cool. Roll rage or not, bro. Like that's just not cool. It's not funny. 
Like y'all doing anything for some laughs. And then when something tragic happens, y'all will be deifying or, you know what I'm saying? Not deifying, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like basically writing the guy off, you know what I mean? Or writing anyone off. Like gun control, gun shit is a really big issue in this country, period. Like that shit ain't cool at all. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like, I just didn't like the jokes, the the twenty four hours of gun jokes that was being made. I thought that was corny. It's a yeah. I don't know. I I don't expect AEW to do much. I expect them to fully have the thing. I mean, what's the worst? The worst they can do is what take the titles off of them, <laughs> which they might have done anyway. Um, but then who knows what uh. What will happen from there? Who knows what CM Punk will say? Uh, actually, you weren't on last week. What was, what's your thoughts on the CM Punk jazz? He's corny. Oh, okay. Fair. Um, <laughs> Armand, raised the, Armand raised the question in our in our Discord earlier this morning. He he said that, and and he does. He was like, I don't I don't want to I don't want to uh, sound like I'm wilding, but basically asked us, where do we stand? Like, is 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 Brock? You know what I'm saying? Does, has Brock had a better career? Or is he the better wrestler than The Rock? Brock or The Rock? Yeah, Brock. And let me let me let me let me just get clear what he said. Let me hold on. He said, he said, uh, you know, if somebody said Brock Lesnar better than The Rock, what's your reaction? I mean, I would say, I mean. Brock has been wrestling for over 20 years. <laughs> and The Rock wrestled for like seven. Seven? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Consistently at once. Like, yeah. I wouldn't really say anything if if a lot of wrestlers are probably better than The Rock. Rock is more notable than a lot of wrestlers. And I, and I do think in his prime, Rock is an underrated worker. But yeah, I wouldn't say he's better than Brock. Like, I would say, like, yeah, Brock is. Brock has had the better career in the ring and just more notable in the ring. Like it's like saying this is like a wild comparison with the rock. So I'm not sure how I was going to deal with it. It's like saying like, do you feel like Will Smith had a better rap career than (laughs) this person? It's like, (laughs) right, right. It's like, well, Will Smith really rapped for this period of time and he did movies the rest of the time. I just think we're getting to a point now where it's gonna we're gonna start seeing the conversations where like that top three that big three austin taker rock or whatever that's gonna start getting tested because of where wwe is right now you're gonna start seeing the seth rollins comparisons you're gonna start seeing for sure the roman reigns comparisons i think it's about time we started seeing the brock lesnar comparisons i agree with armand i think that we need to start seeing his name pop up in all time lists a lot more um, especially at that Austin Rock level, for sure, because I think that he took the—I feel like Brock took the 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 prospect that was created for him, and he actually capitalized on it. Even if he did leave for a, for a couple of years, like he came back better than he was. Um, but you're gonna start seeing those conversations pop up a lot more because they're making more money now. They're selling out bigger shows, and they're doing things that Austin and Rock and Brett and all them didn't do. So I, I'm wondering how the the purists who you know, they hold they hold their uh, their wrestle buddies very tightly are going to start thinking when people are saying, like, hey, you know what, man, like I, I fuck with, you know, Gunther better than, you know, whatever, because now you're seeing you're seeing an active 
You're seeing WWE play an active role in creating new legends. You're seeing what they're doing with, like I said, Gunther, with Roman, with, with everyone getting these long reigns and breaking these records. They're creating these new legends before our eyes to start having, you know, those conversations. And, and I think that people shouldn't be surprised when you start seeing things like that. I agree. Um, one more thing before we, we, we do our, our, our quick breakdown of our shows this week as well. Lacey Evans, man, has left the WWE. She's gone, hey, man. man. She's gone. Macy How's Estrada. It? Macy. <laughs> I mean, that's a real name, so I don't know what to say. But um, how do we feel about, I mean, there's always, with all these releases, there's always this, like, conflation on Twitter about how their career should have went or how their career actually did go. What's kind of your honest opinion on Lacey Evans and how she was from NXT through WWE and kind of like how it all ended? Never saw it. Never saw it. Was a was a consistent kind of blot on whatever program she was in. At times over fucking pushed, for sure overexposed. I can't tell you how many times me and you look, we, we were complaining about the fucking Lacey Evans video packages last year, last summer, when they were right. reintroducing her. Um, they tried so many times. I think she is a testament to the fact that this fucking company will try anything with you if they see something. But I think that her days were probably fucking numbered. And, and it's for sure a, an indictment on how much control Vince still had over the creative and the, what talent we saw that she stayed on TV that long, even after he was supposedly gone or not, you know, factored into creative as big as he was. I think this is a sign that like, okay, like we, we finally have the reins of this cause they let her go and they let her contract kind of run out. We, we hadn't seen her in a long time. She had, she would show up to lose a Zelina every once in a while. And you know, it is what it is, but I, I can't, I can't, I don't think that if she pops up at a Royal rumble, people are going to be fucking losing their minds that she right. returned for, for one more night. There's something about, like, I feel like as quiet as it kept, there's something about, like, I don't know. When you brazenly, your gimmick is, like, related to military service. And I feel like there's something about that that doesn't always rub people the right way. Um, because, like, for instance, right, like, Montez Ford served in the was it the marines mm -hmm. um but it's never like a major part of his character and he's like beloved for it but i do think that there is a level of like um it it, it does like it becomes a much more of a political kind of like conversation around her um in terms of actual skill I think there's a reason why it never worked as a face or a heel. And usually as a face, people were like, we're not buying it. And as a heel, it was kind of like going away. But again, if, the, if Vince was still in charge, we would have had to eat, eat it all and, you know, enjoy it. Um, yeah. Lacey Evans is a, it just never worked ever. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, like, and here's the awful thing. Here's, here's what I thought you were going to bring up. She had, she had great matches at Kyrie Sane. <laughs> You know what here's I'm saying? What I, here's what I thought you were going to bring up. The fact that she was doing a military gimmick in a time when the military has never been more vilified and more... There, there's, there's right. Never been, there's never been more apathy about the fucking military than there has been today. 
And I think that I was never going to go over because these kids today, unless you're in like a, unless you're in like middle America, do not give a fuck about the military. You're going to they continue that. to push it. They were like, push it and push it. Like it was every part. It was part of when she came back from pregnancy. It was part of when she, you know, um, her last little run when people were arguing about her hat looking like Sergeant Slaughter's and like, who the fuck cares? Like it was part of like generally her. Remember when she would like cut those like scripted, unscripted promos. He's like, back in, you know, I had addiction in my family and then I went to the military and mm-hmm. made a better name for myself. And da-da-da. I'm like, that's great and all, but like realistically, like who's that getting over with? Vince, maybe Bruce, maybe a couple more people back in the day who have served or people who have served, but realistically, like, yeah, like you said, it's never been more vilified, never been more, uh, you know, I don't think it's something that people just wanted to champion, especially as a character on television. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like the, the military champion hasn't been done in years. So like, and the thing is, is that we actually, and thanks to her husband, we got to shout him out, bro. He saved us from the Lacey Evans. <laughs> if there's anyone that kind of fucked it all up or actually, you know, didn't fuck it up, he made it better. It was him. If she didn't get pregnant, she was for sure about to beat Oscar, bro. She's about to be women's champion in the main event WrestleMania against Charlotte. Yeah. Oh. So. Make my stomach yeah. hurt. Think about yeah. it. Yeah. That's, that's nasty. I'm interested to see. I mean, I'm interested to hear kind of like her thoughts on how everything went. I'm sure it's skewed. Well, she, she's already <laughs> spoken out. She's already spoken out about it. She said that she doesn't regret her time in WWE. I'm pretty sure, you know, that changes after like three weeks. They'll start shitting on them. But um, of course. She said that she just didn't feel like there was time for her to do things that she wanted to do outside of the business. She wants to start like a mental health uh, kind of thing with, with, with women, um, which I think is commendable. I think that for her to have like a kind of a plan B is, is really cool. It seems like she's really into advocacy and, and, and helping out women and stuff like that. And I think that's really dope. So if that's where she wants to go, like, listen, I don't got nothing bad to say about the person. I mean, I mean like, or the character, whatever, but you know, it just didn't work. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it just I know, never worked. It never, she had some, like some weird, she had some weird like anti-vax shit that she put on her Twitter, her Instagram one time. Like I'm just like, that is what it is. You know what I'm saying? These these wrestlers are fucking weird. But um, yeah, it just didn't work, and and that's just where it is. So we'll probably see her pop up at the Royal Rumble, uh, in the near future, one more time. AEW. Why? Why are they still signing niggas? They they. I don't, I don't know. know why they're still signing niggas. I mean, they've signed some people they haven't used yet, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're talking about signing Mariah May, who was in stardom. I'm like, I hope she didn't take the three-year 150. <laughs> <laughs> they signed um a man from MLW. What's it? EJ, the judge. They signed him. He's been on. I don't know if he's injured or he's just chilling or Dang, they ain't got nothing signed, for him. Signed the 130. <laughs> he signed the 130. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's the 130. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me see. Oh, okay. This was an old one. Yeah, he was on Dark a couple of months ago. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's very very interesting to see where it is. But I don't you know, Lacey Evans. What are you gonna do? You, maybe you'll be a better service to the community somewhere else. Just not it, in wrestling. That's just hey. That's the longest. Sometimes you call. Yeah, sometimes your calling ain't wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 100 percent 
Also this week in wrestling, this week in WWE, really, Edge had his last match on SmackDown this past Friday. They gave this man. Was it his last match? Was it? I don't know. Was it? Rumors. Rumors are swirling that he's AEW bound. Mm -hmm. I think it would be really weird and fucking carny as fuck if he were to do all of that stuff saying, I don't know if my body can handle it. And every time I come back, it takes a toll on my body and da 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 da. For him to just go and do AEW and get in a bunch of garbage matches against Christian or whoever the fuck. Hit the Pat Buck. (laughs) Yeah, that would be crazy. Like they gave him a, I thought that they gave him a really good send off if that was it on on friday i think so two thoughts one the edge kind of like finale thing i think it was strong again um the match was never in doubt that it was going to be good but the choosing of the opponent of sheamus being the last match was always questionable to me and it's still a questionable decision to this day but realistically i would have chose like ray mysterio or some shit like that like i would have chosen Someone else, someone actually notable within Edge's career. But matches match was great. Um, Edge is turning 50 in a couple months. He says, and I believe him, but he says, like, because Goldberg would all also say this, and Stone Cold Steve Austin will also say this, and it's another reason why The Rock would also say this. They're not in their 30s anymore. They're not in their 20s anymore. So the preparation it takes to get in the shape to do the things that he does takes them immensely longer. It's actually way more draining. It's actually way more time consuming. It's actually so much work to get into actual shape. Um, so I believe it. And he says roughly the the thing that tipped me off, or at least like th- still rings in my ear, is that like he, albeit he says like this is the last match on my contract. I don't know where it's going from here. I'll have to discuss it with my family. He still says like. I probably have one more full year to be able to do stuff like this. Yeah. So I'm like, and to me, another thing he negotiated with a, well, he was in talks with AEW. I don't want to say negotiate, but he was in talks with AEW before, you know, in terms of like returning to wrestling there um, before WWE said, all right, we'll fucking, we'll send the doctors and we'll clear you. Damn it. Um, so there's at least there's a couple people in AEW. There's all this other stuff. I'm ignoring the FTR and the Matt Hardy things because they are like whores for attention on social media. They were almost yep. worse than the engagement accounts. So I'm ignoring that. Um, <laughs> but do I think it's a possibility Edge ends up in AEW? Adam Copeland or <laughs> the Cliff, as we've been calling him, <laughs> instead of Edge, the fucking Cliff. <laughs> Uh, um but that's an od that's an od no that's that's like an impact ass vibe to it you remember impact would change everybody's names that's kind of like what's the vibe is i don't think they change it i would hope edge to robbie z (laughs) i would hope at this point in his career adam copeland owns some part of actual edge i can tell you right now he does not (laughs) right now (laughs) He does not. <laughs> um, but him showing up in AEW wouldn't surprise me if it's like a good three match deal. But I feel like you can't. AEW doesn't do part time, motherfuckers, man. And they CM don't. Punk was not. They don't capitalize right. on those types of people either. Like he'll either be a manager 
or he'll be just somebody doing crazy, stupid matches. There's no in between there. Like I just it's don't. N- it's n- it's nuts that CM Punk is 47 and wrestling every week on Saturday. <laughs> do you understand how crazy that is? He wants to do it. <laughs> he shouldn't do it. <laughs> The uh, one because we've seen how it kind of goes, and two, like the amount of toll it takes on his body at this point. I'm sure CM Punk is like looking. Maybe he wants to end his career in WWE. Maybe he wants another set of matches. You ain't gonna have that if you keep wrestling on Saturdays <laughs> against motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? And so, embarrass yourself just to just right. embarrass yourself like that. Like, why are you doing that to yourself, bro? And I don't even think he ain't even put in the work that I think that Edge, Goldberg, Austin, all these other people do because he looks exactly the same. But, um, <laughs> but Edge, <laughs> you're crazy. I think I, if this is the if this is the end, shout out to Edge. I don't believe it's the end. But if this is the end, then shout out to Edge. I don't either. But I'm I'm sixty forty seventy thirty, and I'm going somewhere else. I'm the 70 staying and 30 going. I, I think that I think that H brings him back in. I think he really wants to make sure that there's like new people that come up. I, I, I think if his calling is making his overthought, overcomplicated matches work for somebody like uh, Grayson Waller, then I think that that's something he'd be interested in doing as well. But I think I think that's what he wants to do for AEW. The the biggest thing um, that wrestlers who are like essentially older have against WWE is that they'll never be used in a prominent role. And arguably edge was in various points, but we're not going to prioritize him over Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, judgment day, something along those lines. Like he's never going to be a major priority. So our idea is when you want to go chase that, you say, you're telling, you're telling me that he wants to do what basically what Christian is doing. And I don't think that Edge sees himself like that. Like, like Christian always feels no. like they're, they're overlooking him. I'm like, you could look at what they did for for Edge on Friday meals, and I can't, I could not tell you that that, that he feels that way. I, I couldn't believe that he feels that way with what they gave him. They gave him a Roman Reigns main event at WrestleMania. They gave him several matches that he wanted with Seth Rollins. You had matches with a lot of people that he that that were he brought his wife in, got her a bag, brought, plucked her from NXT, and got her a bag as well. Like I, I just don't think, and this is just me thinking that. Like I don't think that he thinks of them in that manner, and I, and like he's not Christian, you know what I'm saying? I feel like him going there to prove himself or prove that he deserves to be in that in that motion over younger guys is just not something I feel like he would want to do. I mean, I don't think he thinks it over younger guys. It's just that it'll never be how it was, and he'll never be like, I get like. Yeah, it's just you'll never be in a really prominent position. He's going to be asked to do things like, again, have matches with fucking, um, you know, this that this person or that person and stuff like that. Where he's like, I could probably go over here, get a bag, and be in a major and slot less, and work with less famous, less popular people. That if he tried to elevate them, they would still be doing eight hundred k every single week. I just don't think that, like, I think that even if you can win over Brian there, did it, <laughs> Brian did it, Punk did it, like, wired differently. Like, like, I don't even want to bring Daniel Bryan or Brian Brian Dancer into no type of conversations meal. That nigga is just fucking crazy. I don't know what he thinks. He's he's <laughs> a crazy person. We can't we can't base his thought over what a normal person would think because he is not a normal person. I'm not all. convinced Edge is a normal person either. 
<laughs> I, I, think, I think Edge is a very dramatic and he, he thinks of things in a, in a very story. Like if, if he's trying to do like I that agree. big story based type thing, but they let him do that here too. Like he had his own universe with the Judgment Day for a long time. And it spun off into so many different things because it, I, it feels as though they had producers that said, Edge, let's, let us take this over. <laughs> and when they took it over, you got Dom Mysterio, you got the Finn Balor-led Judgment Day, you got all of these good things that came out of Edge idea that didn't quite work. I think if we got a bunch of Edge ideas meals in AEW, it is not going to help AEW. Nah, not really. I mean, he's probably going to face Darby Allen. I'm assuming it's like Darby Allen. Um... The Hardy thing is a fucking. It's not going to happen. I wouldn't put Edge, Edge and Christian versus the Hardys in 2023 is probably going to look maybe slightly better than Brothers versus Brothers of Destruction versus DX. Like maybe mm. slightly better. Um, so I wouldn't think he would do that to himself, especially if you work as hard as you work. Um. I don't know. I also feel like he also does want some sort of end of his career related to Christian, but I don't know. Whatever. At this point, we'll see what it, where it goes. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, LA Knight's breaking the rules. He's on every show now. I guess he's a Raw and SmackDown superstar. They're they're working them. They're working them though. I, I'll say that this is what this is what the people wanted. <laughs> yeah. This is what uh, we wanted. Yeah, it's 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 what they wanted. Again, I'm I'm still seeing the same things, Mills. I'm still seeing the same things with, with LA Knight. He I, I will say that the crowd was super into his match on Friday, but the match wasn't like spectacular in the least bit. I I just I'm just not seeing it in ring for the guy. And I keep seeing people saying he needs a title, da da da. Like it, at least when Austin couldn't really wrestle at that level anymore, he was still giving you other things story wise to kind of sink your teeth into. What I see from LA Knight is him damn near like hurting people in matches every single week. And no one's talking about that. Yeah, I agree. That power slam he does is very dangerous. Dangerous. Like it's, it's the sloppiest, it's, it's the sloppiest power slam I've ever seen in my life. And if I was Seamus, I would have kicked the shit out of him multiple times already. Yeah, um, like uh the the slip off the, the ring that he did it almost hurt Seamus. Uh in this week's match, there was a couple spots where I was like, bro, like he's not athletic. Can we say that? Like, he's not really like he can jump really high. I think that elbow he does jump really high, but he's not like you can you can train to jump high. (laughs) (laughs) That's I mean I mean it's impressive, but I think yeah, it's definitely there's something missing in the ring, and then also I feel like listen, I know this is people are gonna say oh my god you're doing it again. The Miz is usually never wrong. Yeah, the Miz is usually never wrong. Albeit he's playing up a character, he's saying very real things. Mm-hmm. The man said he is Fandango without tap shoes. He is Eugene without crayons. <laughs> and Crazy. then all that LA Knight had to say, he gave some wild, dated ass reference on Raw <laughs> that made him look as old oh. as fuck as he was. <laughs> and I was like, bruh. Even I like mean, other baby faces, well, which is really weird to me. I was like, I was like, I feel as though like Seth or Becky or somebody would have interacted with like a lesser, like, and, and, and we're crossing over to Raw here, but whatever. But like, after Akira wins, he's he's like looking for like a reaction from from him, and LA's like, that's not that's not me, that's all you, buddy. 
yeah, go get him or some shit. Like that. I'm like, bro, like dap him up, like like yeah. like put him over, like what, what are you saying, bro. He like, put him over. It's the L.A. Night Show, baby. He's like the I, only reason you got cheered is because yo, you said yeah. And it's like y'all, y'all know Tozawa got comedic timing out the wazoo, baby. I love what L.A. does to the crowd. Undoubtedly, what he does to the crowd, mm-hmm. I love. I love the way they get around L.A. Night. I'm just like when he's not facing Ashanti the Adonis and Top Dollar, it's looking shaky. You had some real fucking hitters on Raw this this Monday. There was some real matches happening on that show. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a book on, on SmackDown versus Austin Theory. It's a shame what's happened in the Austin Theory, but it's kind of his own fault. But Austin Theory is a, leagues of. <laughs> a better wrestler than he is. And he's like 20 years younger than he is. It's it's a shame with, you know, I don't know. I don't know. LA Knight. Listen, he's popular. I can't say. He excites the crowd. Ooh, you know, wait, we're in SmackDown. Uh, all right, you take the show because I, I wanted to point out this one thing on SmackDown that I thought was awesome. Oh, go ahead and do it now. Go ahead and do it now. Okay. That tag match with Be- Be- Bianca Belair and Charlotte versus Bailey and Io Sky. It was a tale of two matches, but it was good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> explain that. Listen, bro. What's up with Io sometimes? <laughs> All right. I'm not trying to yeah. be mean. She she's uh, you know, she's new to the scene, baby. She gotta get acclimated. <laughs> bro, it's been a year. She gets flustered really easily. And I think there's some real smoke between her and Charlotte. I think there's some miscommunication because the miscommunications between them two are like legendary. And I think mm. that like there's some real smoke between those two because they really be hitting. But I think that after that really weird hot tag miscue that they that Corey tried to cover up, um, their match was really really fun. I thought it was a really fun match. After that. I thought it was amazing. I thought this was like this is like SmackDown's women division kind of like showcasing here you are. And I'm excited. I was excited for all parties involved. I think Bianca Belair got some good time. I got Charlotte got some good time. But it looks like we're going to Charlotte versus EO um, mm-hmm. before because Bian- Bianca got taken out. Yeah, yeah. I was saying like it looks like uh, it looks like you know uh, Bianca had some time there and she's gonna have some time off. So good for her. Good. Yeah, she saw. I saw her at the Renaissance concert. I was like, you better enjoy the rest of your life. Come on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, let's get into uh, a big happening on Raw to, uh, on Monday. Gunther suffers his first loss since that coming up. Nuts. Really good. I thought that was nuts. Really match good? Was, match was good. I thought him suffering his first loss was nuts. But I get it, but I still think it was nuts. Here's the thing. Oh, you said nuts in a bad way. I, I thought nuts. Yeah, like, nuts oh, in a bad way. No, no, no. Yeah, not nuts oh, in a good way. Nuts in a way. It's not worse than him running away from uh, Braun Strowman. I, I thought that was probably the low point of his of his run so far was running from Braun Strowman. But I think that in order to get excitement on if Chad Gable can win this, you have to do that. And you have to make their little third rubber match work because he beats them the first time. Second time, he gets a count out victory, not a pin, not a visual pin on him either. He gets a count out, 
which which to me is like Chad can win on that, but it's not like how a babyface is supposed to win, right? So it's like I got something over you, so I deserve that last title shot to see if I can beat you and see if you can definitively beat me. Right. And I think that's why that works for me because it's like for one, you give the crowd a moment because you visually saw Gunther lose here on TV and in the and in Quebec, but right. Gunther, it's breaking him a little. It's like oh, I can be beaten. I can be beat in any type of way. So the, I think the story that they should play if they do this at payback, which is what I think they will do, is that you're 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 playing into that. You're you're going to do the count out thing again. You're going to do it in a, in a really cool way. But you've also shown that Chad Gable is a match for him physically, and I think that this works so much better for Chad Gable than just having him get a roll up or just having some DQ finish. That's why I think that like when you when they do a count out like this, it's effective for me because it's not mm-hmm. how they. It's not how they do it normally, but it also has some historic effect. And that's why it worked well for me here. No, I, I agree with you in that aspect. I think them, one, this not either opening the show or closing the show. I think it could have been got a little bit of a better reaction there just from like, because it happens in the middle of the show. And, you know, you might be already like kind of like easing out of whatever the fuck is actually happening, especially after that Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle, Mick Riddle shit. But I think fake Chad Gable has had kind of like Gunther's number because the original match was the five minute match and Chad Gable survived. And then that's when Gunther said, no, you didn't beat me. I'm going to beat you. And then he actually kind of like fake does it again. So clearly he has his number. Um, It's interesting to me because the trajectory of Chad Gable has never pointed to this kind of moment ever. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, Prior to, I can't even say it'll happen afterwards. Like, I'm, at this point, Chad Gable, if they're doing this for Chad Gable, he should be in real consideration to end the streak. Like, legit consideration. If they've gone as far as to give him a count-out victory over Gunther and kind of had that moment, he should be in real consideration to, like, kind of, like, end the streak. Because it's clear that they've given him more than they've given anybody else. And once you establish this kind of like count on victory, I think you can kind of like do it again. Um, I'm also not sure, you know, kind of like where the intercontinental title scene is like supposed to be after this, but to me, it was, it's like nuts in a bad way, in a shocking way, but also like, again, I do appreciate kind of like how they did it. It was a real effective way to do a count on victory. Um, to kind of get like to kind of like build anticipation for this like payback match, yeah. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But it, it 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 was exciting, just at the wrong time of the show to me. I don't know. It's something about it to me was like wild. I I thought it was effective. I don't know. Um, Nakamura segment that you want to talk about effective. <laughs> I kind of also thought that, I kind of also thought this was wild. <laughs> What do you mean? What, what what do you mean? All right. So he reveals what he said to Seth Rollins, right? Seth freaking Rollins. And it's supposed to be the secret. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, it's a secret. He knows something about Seth that we don't know. Or that's something that's salacious enough to at least tip off Seth that could be built up for an entire week. And then the secret is, it's your back. And I'm like... But we haven't established anything about his back <laughs> ever. Doing They're doing that now. And wouldn't and wouldn't WWE know this? Like, why would this be a big secret? 
like why would this be a, a secret or any kind of thing that would you be able to hold over someone's head like this is everyone's beat up you know what i'm saying like no <laughs> i don't yeah yes <laughs> i don't know what you're saying <laughs> i it, well it is what it is but i don't think i was like okay i mean I, I guess the performance that Seth that Nakamura had in that promo, I'll give it to him in kind of like communicating this like deceptiveness, evilness, stuff like that. But the actual secret itself, I thought was like, okay, all right, so his back hurt. That hadn't stopped him from being up Judgment Day for the past two months. So his back hurt. He said he's been dealing with this for two years. It clearly doesn't have that much of a weight on him to really drag him down in any of these situations. I mean, there's definitely something called uh, suspending your disbelief here. But, I mean, yes, we all know that people are hurt. But I, I think that it's very old school in, in a way that you don't see and you don't really, wrestlers don't really talk about what goes on outside of the ring. So it's effective in that where he talks about his family and talks about what happens outside. when He hugs his, his, his wife, hugs his daughter his back is in pain. We just don't know that. Superspersed with all of the the pain and trauma he's put on his back in the past two, three, four years, combined with all of those things, and then combined with Seth's own promo later on in the show, it's incredibly effective that Nakamura reveals it as mind games to him, where it's like, I know how to beat you. That's essentially what it is. It's not about the really the back pain or anything like that. Finn didn't attack the back or didn't even make it known that he was going to go after his back when he when they faced off against each other or say Seth I know you're fucking hurt I'm going to go after this it 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 puts up a level of a fear and a, and a level of okay this motherfucker knows my Achilles heel at this point and it's not his knee it's his back it's something that's been hurting him a lot more than what we already know about his knee and the knee problems that he's always had but it's super spurs with all of those clips I think it was effective in that sense where Nakamura not only says, okay, not only do I have the Kinshasa that can knock your ass out, but if that doesn't work, I'm just going to try and fucking break your back at this point. And I think that you, they, they get over that fact with, I know what you're thinking. I know your fears outside of the, outside of the ring. Like, and that's why I thought the video package was, was really dope. Because again, if it's just Seth and Nakamura going into this match, it doesn't work as much if Seth has no adversity that he's going to have to get through. And now you're looking at the match saying, how is Nakamura going to work and, and do this match with the the back stipulation and and i think again they made nakamura look like a real badass and they made him look cooler than he's looked in a very very long time here just having that whole promo doing it all in japanese all of that stuff like this the presentation to me was just really really they, they knocked it out the park with that in my opinion i agree i still think at some point it would have been great if he did target the back in the past two three weeks that this has been going on um goes back into the fact that i said he has the kinshasa but he also has he's he's, he's basically saying i've been using this knee on, on, your, on your fucking on your neck but i really know how to fucking how to really beat you like i'm just doing this to fuck with you i hope i mean i guess it'll be the story of the actual match itself um but i hope they continue this kind of like um i hope they kind of continue this kind of like cerebral um, sneaky, crafty, conniving um, kind of attitude as Nakamura post this because he's needed a character for a long time that just isn't some variation of Shinsuke Nakamura. So if this is the evolution of his character and how it fits into his mold and kind of how he does WWE, I think it's a lot more, um, it'll give him a lot more opportunity on the show 
as opposed to him kind of like being this. This is more of how he used to be in New Japan, I can say. Even the way that they cut this promo is is how he used to do it in New Japan when he was leading chaos in the early 2010s. It's it's giving those vibes. So like they're they're going they're 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 basically scaling the clock back a little bit in in a good way, and that um, they're going to let him kind of get free reign over that character and kind of show people what he does. So I'm I'm wondering how brutal it's going to be because he he did work a lot stiffer at that point. So we'll, we'll see what happens in that, uh, in that match. But I, I think in, in terms of just the way that this is being built, I think you, you really have some, some real fear on how Seth can, um, can handle this. Cause again, I, th- I think another thing they should really be talking about is the, the amount of defenses that he's had in the past couple months. You know what I mean? I think that's another right. strong the story too. Um, right. Right. I think it would have been great if they added that. Yeah, for sure. They they still could. I mean, we're only in like week two, so and they they got a week to go. Any truth whatsoever. All right, sorry, (laughs) I was playing. So, um, so payback. The card as it stands right now, you got Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus in a in a steel cage match. Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura for the heavyweight championship, and of course they announced last night Rhea Ripley and Raquel Rodriguez uh, for the world the women's world championship. This is looking. Also, quick thing on that, um, that Becky and Trish promo. It was great until Trish showed up. <laughs> she got lost. <laughs> I thought Becky had an amazing performance of that promo. And then Trish showed up, and it went everywhere else than where it's supposed to go. She's she talking lost. about the... Yeah, she, she got tripped. The crowd came into play, which was like, yeah, you want to piss the crowd off. But then she was like, oh... I used to be this person and you thought I was scared. Yeah, I'm kind of scared, but da 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 da. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, get to the, get to the match part, bro. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, Amp had a good tweet. He was like, this is what we all was fine for for SummerSlam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's mean. <laughs> that's really mean. Um, I think the cage match is going to be good, but I wanted uh, in, in terms of the card, it's seeming real raw exclusive right now. I, I'm pretty sure they'll put some. Mat- I'm pretty sure they're going to have a cross promotional match between Miz and LA Knight. I'm gonna pray for Miz. All right, pray for Miz. Listen, Miz does work. That's only that's all he knows how to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I could Im- I, again. I can imagine that that's going to be a card that's going to have, but it's going to have a Raw and a SmackDown superstar on it. Where do you see SmackDown coming out here with matches? Do you think Charlotte and EO is going to be one? It's looking like the bloodline's taking a knee on this one. What are you thinking? Yeah, sure. The bloodline is definitely like, mm, catch me another time. Um, I, maybe Theory and Ray. Um, is that this week on SmackDown? No, it's Theory. I don't know. Theory's supposed to be face someone on SmackDown this week. Um, maybe Theory and Ray. Um, maybe Street Profits OC. Who knows? Maybe a women's championship match. Yeah, I mean, it's not really clear for SmackDown. Hey, Sneaky, the OC was working on SmackDown, too. Sneaky. Real sneaky. sneaky? Damn. It was working. Too, too sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't peep, but I'm going to go check it out again. Um, yo, John Cena's back. September 1st, yeah. And wrestling in India. They're not televising the India show, which I think is crazy. Yeah. I mean, why would you not add more content to your service? But um, that's but cool. he he will he will be on SmackDown in the future. So that's that's at least something. It's at least an interaction. It's like you know Nick Khan doesn't stop working 
Roman's out, you find somebody else, next man up, someone else to kind of continue this kind of like ratings boom. I will say that last night I, I, I randomly, I was like, I miss Randy Orton a lot. I feel like one, Riddle's loss without him. And then two, I think you're missing a major, another major either heel or face or someone on the show that can kind of like work with different people. Um, because it looks like Cody's just chilling. <laughs> um, KO Cody's and Sammy. Cody's vibing. I think he's going to be, uh, I don't know if you do fit that Finn match again, though. I don't think you do that Finn match again. So I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing either. Cody, KO and Sammy is we're trying to figure out. <laughs> well, I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, it's looking like KO might be hurt again or something's going on with him. Uh, something happened at the end of that match last night that there was some real concern about online that I saw. Looks like it might be a shoulder or something related to his arm or something like that. I, I'll say, like, it's 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 been a very tough tag team reign for these two just in terms of staying healthy other than those first couple of months. Um Sammy was hurt for a while. KO has been out for what two months now. Um, he just came back, and it looks like he's he's something's going on again. Is it time for him to lose the tag titles? I know that they wanted to have this epic run with them, and and again, the moment in April was cool. But I think it might be time to like, if they're not going to be facing any of the teams on any of the shows that are, you know, then they should kind of like kind of break it apart, or because I mean, it just seems like they're just facing the Judgment Day, and they can do that without the titles. And the Judgment Day, they don't even seem that like they want the titles, so like they can. I give think. This- I think their massive run over the last year and change is kind of like catching up to them in a little bit. Okay. Um, so I think maybe actually they could probably use, I mean, I would take the titles off of them, but I would also split the fucking titles too, but <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, but I think they need to like, you know, just kind of like slow down. We can take the titles off of them. We can kind of present a new team. I honestly, if it were up to me, I would put them on judgment day. I think having more eyes on Judgment Day is very key in this situation. If you put them on SmackDown, you get some SmackDown eyes on them to bring them back to Raw, um, which you're going to need in this football season. So you're going to need that little bit of synergy as well. Um, So I would put them on both shows um, if they choose to go that route. Uh, They're working wonders for NXT. So NXT Heat Waves tonight. Ooh, okay, I forgot. Um, But yeah, it's a... It's an interesting situation. I think it's kind of like catching up to them. It's a a lot of a... The direction of the tag division is also very grim on Raw. Uh, Viking Raiders. <laughs> Why <is> that? <laughs> I feel like Viking... I mean, Riddle and McIntyre feel like the eighth iteration of what Riddle has done in a tag team. So it doesn't feel fresh anymore. Like, we've... We've seen this. We've seen Broserweights. We've seen RK Bro. We've seen him try to fit him with Sammy and Thing. Like, yeah, we get it. He's an idiot. <laughs> he tries to latch on to the straight guy. We get it. So it's not really that exciting anymore. And then Viking Raiders seem to be like kind of like wheels turning in the mud. Form, you know, thing repeat. You know what I'm saying? Like, so really the kind of only thing going for them is a. Uh, is judgment day in my opinion i wouldn't put on any other team but judgment day but it also then questions like do tag teams still matter and also working them that many shows and they're already showing up everywhere else you can't put it on dom 
I, I think that if you put it on, if you're not going to split Damien from the crew right now, like then I wouldn't put the tag teams on them either. I, 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 I but again, like the ju- judgment day stuff is compelling. I, I do think it's cool. I like it a lot. Um, I'm, you know, it's got you wanting to see who's actually going to leave the group and who's actually going to hit the breaking point there, it, which to me, it seems like it's going to be Damien, but, um, I, I think there's a there's a there's a lot you can do there, but I think that with, with Sammy and KO, I don't want to say they need to take a break because because the thing is they can't really take a break right now. They're like two of the biggest baby faces on the show. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Raw is so hot right now because of the nucleus of Seth, Cody, Sammy, and KO. Like that that foursome is is I, I don't think they've had a hotter tandem of baby faces in years like those four. So like you can't like the reception that he got the opening to Raw to me was was fucking amazing like I thought it was great and again it was like hey if you if Cody ain't on the show that much you still got Sammy and I love that they put they were able to put Cody in the back seat because mm-hmm. Sammy and KO stars of this episode and I thought that that was really cool so I don't know like I still I still think they can still do what they're what they're doing now but they haven't had a real tag team program since they fought pretty deadly and Money in the Bank so like I I don't know. And then pretty deadly's out. That that's a bummer. <laughs> that's a huge bummer. I think that's a huge hit to 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 the crew right there, to the to the tag team crew over there, is that they were just getting that push and now they're they're out for an undisclosed amount of time. I think it'll be a big deal when they come back for sure, but you know, it just sucks. It sucks all around for the tag team division right now. But um yeah, is there anything else you wanted you wanted to bring up for this week? Um do 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 let me see. Piper Niven returned to action this week. Piper Niven's back. Candice LeRae is back, ish, kind of. Um, oh, she, she's, Ch- she so deserved a five minute match with Rhea Ripley. Oh, it would have yeah, been, changed, it would have been, been a banger, but it's not the time for a banger right now. Um, Tommaso Ciampa is doing it himself or doing it yourself. You know, big uh, arrows pointing, underlined neon lights, tag team thing. That would be hard um, if, if you were to do that. Gargano Champa tag team would would be a good team to. I think they would good for the profits, like good against the profits. On different shows, yeah, 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 yeah. But one of them would have to win the tag team titles to make it happen. So, mm-hmm. 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 um, no, nah, that's all. That's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll have all of our reactions to AEW's All Out uh, pay per view. Um, oh, sorry, All In pay per view uh, next week, yeah. and it came out all of that. the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the uh, pay per view. They just announced that Jericho is going to be performing Fozzie at the show, so I'm get definitely the not fuck out of here. You're lying. Yeah, he just announced it. That they're they're performing Judas at, uh, at All In. This show. Bro, how can we? How how can we make this show feel bigger? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what someone said how can we make this show feel bigger hey man come on they love <laughs> us over there <laughs> we've gone triple <laughs> we've gone tr- triple silver <laughs> there it is the, hey. when is it when does the show start it, it starts at um eastern starts at 2 p.m <laughs> you'll be watching till so, eight. yeah well yeah at this point and then rampage and then collision will come on (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, God. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check out the War Report this week. They're going to have their predictions for All In uh, and more reviews of uh, Heat Wave and Dynamite and whatever happens in between then because AEW has a lot of fucking content coming out in the next two weeks. I pray for them. I pray for for, for young Quan and, and young Cyrus over there. But thank you guys for listening to the A-Show. And we'll see you guys next week with our thoughts and, and the latest in uh, wrestling news and scuttlebutt and rumors and everything in between. So for meals, I'm J5. See you guys later. Be safe. Be uh, healthy and, and, you know, drink your water. Peace.